Disruptive Intent, I'm your host Kevin Sanders and you're listening to episode 36 of the podcast. To start off, I want to give a big shout out and a big thanks to our sponsor, BeFit. BeFit has been a partner of mine for the last year. Um, they've helped me through my fitness journey and recently um, they've acquired a new guy, Tyler, and he is busy with uh, my helping me with a rehab program and getting my knee back in order. So Bonatu has now focused not only on your diet, physical fitness, but rehab and sports specific training as well. So if you guys are interested in anything sport related, you want to up your diet, even if you're not an athlete and you just want to get fit or up improve your diet, um, find out what the correct feel is for your specific activity that you want to do, contact BeFit and let them help you and sort you out and not worry about what you need to eat when let Bernard to figure that out for you now to our guest on the podcast Jace has been an inspiration and many of you guys actually might know him as Gypsy Tales from the Gypsy Tales podcast down under in Australia he's been such an inspiration to me and We've been trying for a while to actually get the podcast and um, and have uh, have him on the Disruptive and Dead podcast, and we finally made it happen. With all good things that happened in the correct time, and we made it happen. And without the further ado, here is the Gypsy himself, Jace. Stop this thing. There we go. Okay, cool, man. You ready in your side? Nothing, bro. Yeah, man. No, dude, I'm I'm super chilled. Like, so I had a, like a busy day and everything. So no, things are going good on this side. And, and how's things in uh, Australia? Yeah, good. We're actually, um, it's actually raining right now, which is pretty sick. It means the track's probably going to be pretty good this weekend. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, I've been pretty, pretty excited about riding these last, uh, I guess, since I got back on the bike. So but um but no yeah podcast is going good and um yeah life here is going good despite you know all the covid sort of stuff we're quite lucky with uh like in queensland in our state we have um like it's real strict border regulations in terms of people coming in and out of the country mm-hmm. uh or the state but in terms of what we can do in the state it's fairly normal now you know oh that's pretty cool now Looks at on, on our side, we still our borders are kind of open, but not actually, because like people from our neighboring countries can enter, but we can enter provincially and uh, travel, all that. So we don't have any restrictions or anything like that. But it's still like small, like events and all that is still a no go. But people are slowly but surely all that is ramping up now. Whereabouts in South Africa are you? Uh, in Pretoria, so it's like in the middle, of the CBD area, but in South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, man. Well, like I said, like it's it's uh, when we start off and people now listening and that. Um, if you can maybe give an elevator pitch of who is Jace and Gypsy Tales. Shit. Um, well, I'm just a, I guess just a dude from Australia. Um, when I, I kind of, I, I feel like everything probably started from growing up racing motocross. I guess, like, I feel like that's probably where you'd have to sort of uh connect the dots from and uh yeah i just grew up racing and and just loved it and i just wasn't gonna be pro like i just wasn't that fast you know but um it was sort of all we did like my dad raced and my brother raced all my friends came from racing and um yeah i just kind of wanted a way 
essentially when I was 17 to be like, okay, I'm not going to be pro. I wanted a way to, I guess, just stay in the, the industry and, you know, ride bikes and be around my friends and stuff like that. So I actually, uh, I got a credit card. I maxed it out with a, a camera, uh, Sony EX1 and a tripod, which I actually still own to this day. Um, and then I just started making, um, dirt bike edits. I'd lived in a van and, uh, not lived in a van, but I kind of lived out of a van, um, for maybe two years, um, did like a little stint at one of the motocross magazines here. And then I was really inspired by verb moto. Um, there wasn't really anything like that in Australia at all, but we had a lot of really great riders, like guys that were going to the U S, um, and then, yeah, so I started a website called MX Daily. I actually did a podcast in 2007. It was like nice. called MX, like the MX Daily podcast. I actually completely forgot about it. Um, but yeah, so I was just sort of trying to do the media thing and, and the, the film stuff, I just really enjoyed it. I'd watched Moto films my whole life. And, uh, and then, yeah, I, I guess I had a bit of an eye for it. Um, and then the website did really well here. And I actually linked up with the Vermoto guys um, just through Facebook, they started posting some of my content and, um, and yeah, I ended up, uh, taking the trip to the U S to film for Red Bull. Um, and I ended up, uh, going to motocross nations with verb and the West, uh, with West and the verb crew. Um, and then, yeah, it's sort of, man, I just had this thing, like, I just need to be here. Um, so I did like three months over there. I came back to Australia. I pitched a, like a documentary kind of style series to JDR Motorsports, who I was doing some work for in Australia. Um, and then that got me like living in America permanently. And I spent like almost 10 years um, going back and forth between Australia and America. Um, and then when that stint ended, I basically, I just, I'd always listened to podcasts. I mean, I, there just wasn't really any in Australia that was sort of, like the ones I listened to in America. Um, and there definitely wasn't any studios like legit podcast studios with like the TVs and all the cameras were wired in. And, um, so I almost, that sort of almost was like the inspiration before the podcast itself, even if I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I just sort of figured, I was like, man, I might just come home and build like the best podcast studio. And I figured even if my podcast didn't do good, that I'd have this cool studio that I could kind of rent and that whole industry would sort of kick off. Um, so yeah. And like, I think that was three, almost oh, two and a half years ago. Um, and yeah, the show does pretty well now and that's a, a full-time gig. So um, yeah, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool deal. Yeah, no, but for the, like the Gypsy Tales podcast has become my Bible for anything MX. If I want to know about any rider, if I spot a new rider on Instagram or something, I'll put in Gypsy Tales and the person's name and I'll see if there's an interview with it. And then I get a three hour interview with the guy and I know the guy inside and out with, with, within a few, within one podcast of that. So that's a very unique thing that I like, and I don't think not just in Australia, but I, I haven't found anything like that anywhere else. That's, that's a conversational based interview thing, non-biased, just guys chatting uh, like a conversation with that, which is pretty unique these days. Yeah. Well, I think um, I definitely have to give a lot of that, I guess, I guess the credit to the film stuff, because 
uh i was lucky man like i worked with literally everybody like every single big name writer that you could think of between 2010 and 2018 essentially and so much of what we would have these briefs to film certain things but it was like the same questions and it was like it was very like a formula and then as soon as we'd turn off the cameras um I just was lucky enough to have a good relationship with these guys. So I would have these long conversations and, you know, like uh, Zach Osborne just won the title in America on the weekend. And one of the first times I ever hung out with Zach, we did a four hour car drive together. So it's like, I sort of, I just wanted to, I just wanted to do or have the conversations with these guys on record that I was having when we were on a plane or, you know what I mean? Like I kind of knew that there was a lot more there. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, I knew there was a lot more there and it just took that long, you know, it just takes a long time to sort of get there. No, exactly. It was, I, I got inspired for the first person that, that gave me that long form um, thing was, was Joe Rogan. And I think we all, like mm. anyone that does a podcast has like at some point in time, listened to Joe Rogan and his conversational style, um, of, of podcast it was intrigued me because I, everything else, uh, even if you listen to radio, it's all like sound bites and there's these like small things mm-hmm. and like it's a, a 10 minute thing and you can hardly get to know anybody in that. And, um, I was just telling to my friend to like, well, first of all, the podcast is a very selfish thing to me and, and it's developed into the thing where I, uh, the same with the same mission as I have with my film and photography, where um, I get to see these amazing humans and uh, do like awesome stuff, be it FMX, skateboarding, film, photography, whoever. If I think this mm. person is awesome, I would like a conversation with them, find out um, what I say to most people, like I want to find out what makes you funny and what makes you money and um then mm. then you kind of get to know the person and that like and that's the same thing with you if i did i sat today and i listened to five hours of your podcast of just going going on youtube having it on the background while i'm busy working listening to a podcast and then you kind of get to feel like you know the guy already it feels like like i can just call you up and have a beer with you because i've listened to so many conversations where someone else in that regard wouldn't have the same effect yeah, and I think that there's a, a few levels where I like the long format. And so, I mean, I have been listening to Rogan stuff since maybe 2012, I think. Mm. Um, so, like, I'm not sure how I even got onto it. Uh, I think it was through some of the Red Bull producers because they just do so much traveling. Um, so, I mean, yeah, almost the whole time that I lived in America, I was just like flat out listening to podcasts and um i think that since i've started doing it um one of the things that i i think makes the three-hour podcast so good or like the long format is that you just can't fake it for three hours yeah <laughs> like you know an hour you can fake it you can put across like you can be exactly who you want to be and you know an hour and a half you know maybe but if we're talking three hours, like you just, you have to just give up. It's like, fuck, yeah. like I need to be yeah. who I am. Like three hours is a really long time to sit yeah. down and continuously talk. And I mean, I think on the same of like being a host of a show like that as well, it's like you, you have to be as real as possible. And I, I definitely 
it's not even like I try to do that. It's like, I just know I have to be myself. And I mean, there's times where I think I'm a fuckwit, like, <laughs> you know, every time I'm like, what the fuck did you even say that? But, um, but I think that's what makes it really cool as well. It's, it's, uh, you sort of see, you sort of see everything and it's almost like, a, it's almost like a raw photo as opposed to one that's been like colored and touched up. It's like, you can just appreciate like, this was just the photo that they took. That's how they look. And there's no more, there's nothing sort of, um, and I think too, that, um, it's definitely, I feel like anyway, um, and I'm, the Jed Beaton podcast is like a pretty good example of this one. Um, he knows Sammy super well. Um, and he come on that podcast and he's like, fuck yeah. You know, like he, he was just, it wasn't a professional interview, um, on his side. And, you know, I had some people call me about it, but I'm like, like if we could have that interview without, you know, the swearing and the this and that, then yeah. that would have been like the best podcast ever. I'm like, yeah, but you can't have that. You can't have both. Yeah. Like the, if, if you're around someone and you're like, Oh fuck dude, how sick was that? Like, that's just pure. Like that's just real. That's how we talk. That's how all of us talk. That's how these guys talk off the track. And it's like you almost giving them a license to be themselves in a way. Um, so yeah, I think that, you know, you combine a few of those factors and I think that that's the, like, that's where you end up with is these guys that are just really being themselves. No, exactly. And, and, and for instance, the uh, episode you had with a guy from, um, that started unit, um, and then the podcast ended yeah. and then all of a sudden you guys were just chatting like off kind of off mic, but it was still recording. And then all of a sudden like, oh, no, no, put on, put on your headphones. Let's, let's continue mm. this conversation. I think that's, that's the perfect thing. That's why I usually when like, even these, these, um, zoom, zoom, uh, calls that I do immediately, I start the, um, the recording mm. and that's something i'll actually learn from you is, is capture that raw it's like oh we've been recording and then sometimes i think people would ask oh have we been recording already and it's like yeah yeah it's just a chat and i don't like if i send an invitation to anyone i don't like sending premeditated questions um then they get a time like beforehand to go and think of the best answer that'll make them look the best and nine times a ten it'll be fake and even if someone says to me okay can i get the questions prehand then it's kind of already put me off of that podcast because now I'm going to sit here with a list of questions and I can only ask you these questions and stuff. I, I don't mind if someone says mm. to me, please, okay, avoid this topic or that topic. Then I'll say, okay, cool. That's fine. Yeah. It might've been a sensitive place for them or it's something that they're not, they're not willing to talk about honestly yet. And I appreciate that a lot more than, than telling me, you know, give me a list of questions and I'll answer those questions for you. And that's about it. Mm. Yeah, I've um I've started doing a little bit more when uh, people have come on the podcast that aren't super familiar with it. Um, you know, like we've I had uh, that Lauren Bullen. She's like a massive, massive like travel blogger, and it's like if you look on the page, there's a lot of bikes and shit and a lot of dudes. And for a chick like that, um it's kind of intimidating, I guess, to come on a podcast like that and, and to know that it does get a lot of downloads. Um, so it's like, you're kind of throwing yourself into something where it's like a lot of people are going to listen to this, yeah. but they're not necessarily like your people. Yeah, um, exactly. And so, you know, she, she hit me up and was like, Oh, if you could just send me through like some of the topics that you want to talk about. Mm. Um, 
So I'm definitely like not opposed to that. And there's, there's been like Stephen Gore was another one um, where Gawley's just like a real, he's just the ultimate professional, you know? And so we had sort of topics and we worked through them and actually don't mind doing that. But yeah, as far as set questions, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, we're not doing a podcast at that point. Like we're doing an interview and I don't do like, I'm not. And I mean, that's one of like my favorite like youtube comments is like this interviewer sucks it's like i don't i don't have a ticket like i don't have a qualification (laughs) to be a fucking interviewer like i didn't get that i didn't get that qualification dude like this isn't what i am no definitely but that's that's actually the thing because with the like the the type of guests that you get on like the people that are on your podcast are like most like super like like celebrities in their fields basically so um, that's that's one of the things like how do you deal with that like so let's say you go onto a podcast and someone says to you um, um okay we chatted about this part and i actually want no one knows about this and i don't want this out on 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 and have millions of people listen to this do you actually go edit that or how how do you handle a situation like that yeah so um i've actually had that with robbie madison mm-hmm. um and chad so yeah. uh robbie's a real like a really good friend of mine like uh we've been friends for a, a long time and we went into some stuff that he was like ah oh, fuck dude like i'm probably just gonna well, can we just take that out and yeah. it's it's not even a question like yeah. i just it's not worth it's not worth it to me yeah. to you know what i mean like that's yeah it's just not what i'm about and then um with the chad podcast i had to delete 45 minutes of the chad reed podcast yes. yeah yeah no because i heard about that because i remember you talking about now having to remove certain bits and certain topics mm-hmm. that you can take out and that so that's especially why i wanted to ask that but um because what I usually, what I'm trying to f- afraid of, because that's why usually my podcast, how I name the podcast as well, just the guest name. But I've recently, when I looked at my statistics, when I put like a like a catchphrase that's that mentioned in the podcast and stuff like that in the title, mm. usually the, the, that podcast gets a lot more, a lot more traction. If someone goes and subscribes to the podcast for the first time and they go through the list, they like, it's a bunch of unknown names to them. And then they see this mm. one with like a simple catchphrase. And I kind of feel I don't want to go that route because I'm not a fan of clickbait. Like, the, you know, you get the, like the David Dobricks and all these bloggers and that, that, thrive of clickbait but then i said okay but is it really that bad so so how do you handle that that part of the of it dude that's just like that's just like this necessary evil man yeah <laughs> it fucking sucks like i mean you know my one of my biggest videos on youtube is brian deegan was the real sellout and it's just like <laughs> You know, I just went and I've got this thing of Travis, like, you know, we were talking about something different for the thumbnail that I grabbed. And then I had like this picture of Travis looking angry, which you'd never see. And then this picture of Deegan with like his shirt off and tattoos looking back. It was like fucking, that was like A grade thumbnail shit. (laughs) And it's got, you know, 700,000 views. And that video has made me like $3,000 or something fucking crazy on YouTube. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, it sucks. And yeah. then, you know, same with like, I definitely, there's, there's one thing I don't have a problem with like clickbaiting the titles, but I sort of like, there's one video that I put out recently on, on YouTube with the, in one of my segments, which was, um, Stephen Gall talking about James Stewart. Mm. And 
it, like, I mean, in my head, I'm like, well, he said it on the podcast. The podcast is out. I'm not cutting it out. I'm not going to like censor people for like their opinions and their experiences. But I then cut that out on a YouTube clip and then pumped it out and it just went fucking nuts. Yeah. So, and it's like, and then that, but I, I just don't think like, I don't think the consumer understands the way that YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and the way that the algorithms are set up on these platforms is that negativity is what pushes these videos forward. So like people, people don't positively comment and get into these like positivity, you know, like, yeah, man, you're awesome. This is great. Wow. How amazing is this guy? Like if you're, if you're, if you think like that, the chances of you leaving a YouTube comment are pretty slim. Like I fucking think that all the time. I'm like, dude, this video is gangster, but yeah. it's, I'm not like, you know, I'm not commenting and trying to <laughs> then going back and seeing what somebody commented about me saying that it was good. It just doesn't have the same kind of effect. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, so, I mean, you know, there's, there's my really good videos, like the Travis one that was perfect because it was just a debate on either side of like, was, was, you know, Brian Deegan or Travis, like, mm. and it's a kind of a healthy, um, easy debate. Yeah. But then, you know, that Stuart thing, it just gets, it's fucked. Like people are, there's racist people out there. There's like ignorant fuckheads out there. Mm. And, you know, unfortunately, like for me on my channel, like YouTube's a part of like a part of my income. Mm. And it's not even, it's not even like, the money side of it's like you've got to keep this algorithm happy so it's like you need to throw stuff at it that's going to get you these like spikes and then you sort of like ride that wave it's you just can't kind of keep feeding it like good content because the shit that's good unfortunately like youtube doesn't give a fuck about good content it gives a fuck about content that people are gonna yeah. uh comment on and you know, like just constant engagement. Like that's really what they're chasing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's sort of a hard one, man. And like, if that's working for you, like the title in the titles, you should 100% do that. Like yeah. don't feel, yeah, I, I wouldn't feel like um, you're fucking selling out in any way. Like it literally just is, it just is what it is. And it, and it sucks. And if I could, if I could, um, yeah, if I could change that, but I mean, honestly, it's just human nature. Like it, it just is what it is. True. No, I agree with you hundred percent. Cause if you, if you see, see something like that, like I said, I, like I'm, I'm complaining about, about, about it, but that's 90% of something that draws you to a video. If you see something like you, you always there like itching. It's like, okay, but what did happen? And is this really real? Or what's going on? And then, and the cool, I think the balance with that is, is, people know you and they know the conversations you have. Yes. You, okay. You, you won't go outright and have a three hour podcast and put something clickbait and uh, clickbait on there with like, um, Brian Deegan's a real sellout and then nowhere in the thing that they mentioned, maybe Brian yeah. once. So they know it's going to be honest truth. It's going to be a gypsy tales podcast. And, and then you just basically getting that attention through that. So I think that's the, the core thing of being, 
at, at your core, still staying true and being who you are and whatever, then just using that to, because I know, like I said, 90% of people will think, think exactly the same. Like I said, no, he's just using that to, to get the people on YouTube and, and get the views and that, and your, your core audience will still be your core audience. And then you'll get those extra whatever views of people that would actually just, okay, cool, let's watch this clip. And okay, cool, let's go and watch the full video on, uh, the full podcast mm. on, listen to it on whatever platform. Yeah. And the, the thing is, man, is that like YouTube is just so important. Like my biggest month ever on iTunes is my biggest month ever on YouTube. And you know, anytime I have, anytime I have like really big months on iTunes, I've put in a lot of effort onto YouTube. Um, so, I mean, it just, yeah, it just sort of comes with the territory, but I think it's important that what you said about, um, pardon me. Um, the it is in the video like i'm i always make my shit a direct quote from the video it's just yeah you you, there has to be like a level of authenticity that you have with your thumbnails but i mean even just down to the colors dude like you just have to make shit look like a fucking nickelodeon commercial like it's just (laughs) that you know there's just a science to it and and it, it would be great to be able to be like a bit of an outlier and um do what I thought was like creative and cool and um, what I wanted to do. But it's like, I've did that and it didn't really work on YouTube, you know? Yeah. But to, to that point now, at what point did you, did you feel was that tipping point? Cause that's where, that's where, what, what I'm stuck on now. Cause I'm, I'm not feeling that yet where it feels like, okay, cool. You know what? I can actually con- con- convert this into a full-time thing because I still have my nine to five job and I do the podcast purely as a, as a, as a being able to have these conversations with these people mm. and um, the videos and all that. And, and I'm still my, um, I'm not putting any of these conversations on YouTube. So mm. when was that come uh, that conversion, that tipping point for you where you're saying, okay, no, you won't fuck it. I'm going to, this is now full time. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, 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 I'm putting all my eggs in this, in this podcast basket. Well, I think it was kind of like, it was honestly a bit of a weird, unique situation because I didn't exactly have a job. Like I've kind of just worked for myself for ages. Um, and I had some money saved when I got back from America. Um, and I, I just sort of decided when I got home that I was just going to do this and just have a go, you know, um, I'm definitely, I wouldn't say lucky because like you kind of earn all of it, but it, it was like an easy transition. Um, you know, Toby just won the Dakar. And then, so it's like, you he literally come home from the Dakar and we did a yeah. podcast and it went fucking crazy. Yeah. And, you know, there's just that episode that like there's podcasts that, you know, have there's podcasts where their like entire uh, library wouldn't have had the downloads that that got. So, I mean, not everyone has that kind of access to, you know, to those people. So I just think, and like the timing of it. So I think that there definitely was like a lot of right place, right time. I'd already left America. I'm already was working for myself. Um, Luckily with, it'd be similar to with your photography, I'm guessing, but you know, like you've got the equipment there and it's like, you can just hit the ground running. Um, So yeah, I kind of just, in that sense, I was a little bit lucky with the timing that I was just transitioning from one thing to the other. I had people ready to go. Um, 
my brother had like a really cool warehouse space. So I used his space. So kind of looked like I had a studio from the jump, even though I didn't. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I just, I think I was pretty much just going to ride it until the wheels fell off. Um, and you know what I mean? It was almost going to be like, I almost did it in reverse to where it was like, I'm going to do it full time until I literally have to get a job. And then when I have to get a job, I'll just re I'll just rethink about Mm. what I'm doing. You know, like I sort of, I was half looking at, um, at maybe like a job with Red Bull, um, in Australia. So I kind of like, or, you know, maybe one of, um, like the V8 supercar teams. So I sort of had some ideas of stuff that I might do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to do this. I've got some money saved. I've got some good contacts and I'm already working for myself. Um, the other thing too, like I really sacrificed, like it's only honestly been since uh, f- like February that I've actually made like money enough to be, just like comfortably living my life so i mean that's two years of doing the podcast that was just like incredibly uncomfortable like just no money like constantly behind i've been locked out of my hosting account a couple of times because i couldn't afford to pay my hosting bill like you know we'd get we had a couple episodes that went fucking crazy and then i like literally couldn't even afford to pay for how much the podcast was being downloaded. So, I mean, there's like, there's a lot of that in there as well. Um, So yeah, I guess I just kind of did it backwards. I was like, I'll do it full time and literally fucking burn myself into the ground if I have to. Um, And then, you know, and I think that that's like, I think that that's sort of what you've got to do. Like not everyone can just not, have a job and just like go for it like it's that's a that's a kind of unique circumstance Mm -hmm. but what's not unique is the level of sacrifice like you know the the time like i come home i i did jujitsu training last night and then i went to a buddy's house and um had dinner and shit with him i got home at like 9 30 and i put i put another hour and a half into our vlog edit that we've got a i'm gonna put out today and it's like you know, it's just this constant fucking grind. Like I take my iMac everywhere I go. No. Like we just did this trip to Cairns and I, I take this iMac so I can work. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's just, there's just like a, a level of, of like sacrifice that you've kind of got to put into anything like, like this to make it work. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. And the, and the thing is one of the things that multiple people have said to me in the past is that my nine to five job and having that security of my salary every month is one of the things that's actually keeping me behind and making my progress a lot slower. Because if I didn't have that security of knowing that that money is going to come in at the end of the month, I would hustle 10 times harder and also have that time where it was, I usually start, um, I have to be, well, now with all COVID and everything, we're working from home and that's all great and well, but I'm working from 6.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And that's my normal working hours. And if I took that time and I put it into everything else that I do, I would be a lot further along. But then... Mm. I'm still conflicted about it because I'm using the money that I'm, that I'm making it from that, my nine to five job. And 
putting that money into, okay, living on whatever I can afford now. And then the 90, well, let's say 60% of that money or anywhere it goes to the company because the company, my company mm. and my podcast and my photography and film that is not making enough money to sustain my living. So I'm buying cameras with that. I'm paying for the hosting with that. Um, um, if we need mm. to now, we have to do a trip down to Lesotho where it's like an eight hour drive and all that fuel and that expenses is coming out of my, uh, my own account until they pay the pay whatever the fee is that they're going to charge charging yeah and that's then slowly but surely growing the business and growing the context and i think having that security allows me to focus on just what i want to do because i recently started well i thought okay you know what i'm going to start getting into more corporate work and doing work and taking photos and that of the property development and doing corporate mm. headshots and stuff like that and i fucking hated it the first time i got inside mm -hmm. that i was like working with these corporate people and i was like i forget i can't deal with these people and, and and the best part is when i actually sent them the invoice and everything they sent me an email back and said hey can we please revise this because they think the photos weren't impactful enough and i said what the what the fuck was this all about and like just the week prior to that i had a, um, a project with one of our um, energy companies here in south africa dragon energy and they even paid me a week in advance before we did the trip so then i said it was yeah. like, no, I'd fuck these corporate people i'll stick to the stuff that i like to do and i was like i don't mind if i take my camera and i go to the motocross track and i'm in the sun from 6 a.m until 10 a.m. at night, but like even getting shots of the party and everyone shutting down. I'm going home with a smile on my face. My legs are tired. My arms are tired. I'm sweating. Mm. I'm fucking stinking of, of being in the sun the whole day, but I'm so happy of doing this. And I'll rather focus on getting more corporate stuff or more uh, stuff that I love like that instead of then doing all these other projects that, that doesn't give me any satisfaction or any happiness in, in, in the long, long, long run. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just a matter of like, you you just got to decide like, what is your metric for success? Mm. And it's like, you know, I'm, I know plenty of people that got a fuckload of money and they're not super pumped, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, you, you've just got to decide like, yeah, I mean, for me, I want to be, I love to work. I work super fucking hard. Yeah. And, you know, I've worked as hard as I do now for a long time, even when there sort of wasn't that much, you know, money coming in. And there's, I mean, there's fuck, there's really still not that much money coming in, mm -hmm. but it's like you met my metric for success has always been being able to do the things that I wanted to do. Exactly. Um, but I mean, it's like, the, the, I mean, there's a ton of ways that you could play it. It's like you could grind out for as long as you can um, with your work because you know, finishing at three, like you've still got quite a lot of time, oh, um, you know, to, to do the extra shit. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there's like a couple of ways you could play it where you just like really grind, really just get everything that you need for like your podcast and so that your living expenses are super low. Yeah. Um, or you just keep doing the stuff that you like to, to do. Um, and yeah, not worry about the corporate stuff. You, you might not have as much money, but you're probably going to have more um you know just joy in the stuff that you do so i think it's just like yeah i think it just really comes down to like defining what your metric of success looks like and to me like one of my one of my i guess goals this year was just 
like I live in a really, it's not a new apartment or anything, but like I live in this apartment that's like really close to the beach. Mm. And that was just something when I moved back from America, I was like, I just want to be by the beach. And then I wanted to have my own studio and then I wanted to have some bikes and be able to train. So it's like, that's like my four things that I, that I need. Yeah. And there's no dollar, there's no like dollar figure that's attached to mm. those needs in terms of like, I want to make this much money. Like I know what it costs to live like this. Yeah. So, you know, to me, like success at this point in time is being able to have my podcast, which I love doing, pay for this lifestyle that I love to live. And, you know, it's not, it's not that expensive. Yeah. And, you know, that, that to me, like I'm successful and it's got literally nothing to do with um, how much money I make, but it's like, I live in the apartment I want to live in. I have a studio in a warehouse and I'm close to the beach and I've got some bikes and I get to train. That's it. Yeah. And I think as soon as, as soon as, you, as, soon as that switch flips in your mind, and you, 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 you can basically count on the things that you want in life and willing to sacrifice because that's the conundrum that I had because um, as soon as I started thinking all, all these people and, and, and I saying, you know what, I'm okay um, with my job at the moment, my, my nine to five, because I'm, I'm happy doing that. I'm like mentally stimulated and, and, and I actually do something that I, that I like doing there, but I can, that helps me sustain the life that I, that I have now that pays for the roof over my head. It pays for me mm. to be able to get into my, my, my like small, small little, um, um, chef utility bucky that I have. And it helps me put petrol in that so I can drive to the track and, and, and do what I love to do. And, and I think as soon as you're happy with that, then the small, then that monetary value doesn't, doesn't count as much because I would, I would actually have, have decided to do jobs for free um, for a motocross event or freestyle event where I would have actually gotten paid for a corporate stuff where I would not actually have. Got, um, and, the, and, the, and the cool part of that is that time when I actually did something for fun and did it for because I wanted to and just because it was, uh, that's what I love doing. I've grown so much more, the grown the company so much more, made a critical contact here, made a critical contact there. And um, it's, yeah, you know, it's just crazy how as soon as you, and, and, and it's the part, I think it was the Harry Bink uh, podcast where he said, sometimes you just have to get out of your own way and let these things happen and just not overthink it. And just, and that's mm -hmm. exactly how this whole roof of Africa thing happened now. Cause the, the one day I said to him, I phoned my boss and um, uh, KT, one of the KTM guys, the motocross guys was, was um, doing a suspension tick at a local motocross track, just uh, like 10 minutes or 15 minutes drive from me. Um, I phoned my boss and I said, well, can I take the day off? I've got this awesome opportunity and that. And she said, okay, cool. No, please. Yeah, go do, do what you need to do. Put, just put in the day, leave as soon as you get back. I went there and that actually escalated to me now being able to go to the roof of Africa and take three of my mates with, and we're going to cover the event. I'm taking another photographer with, I'm taking a drone pilot with, and then myself as uh, filming and that would not have happened if I just would, mm. and, and that's also just that networking with, with the right people and focusing on not trying to get the, the multi-million dollar um, development deal, but getting rather getting going one afternoon, not getting paid or anything, just taking a camera, going to and taking like spending a whole day in the sun and, and a motocross track and taking photos for someone. And then eventually that pays off in, in, in the long run. 
Yeah, there's definitely like there's definitely a point where thoughts are helpful. But it's just I think the percentage of time that thoughts are helpful is probably around like fucking five or ten percent. And people literally spend ninety-five percent of their time thinking. Like at some point you just need to you just need to like take the fucking hands off the wheel and just do something like do what, whatever it is. And I think that, um, you know, you look at guys like, you know, Harry Bink and, mm. and, you know, anyone that's kind of successful in the field that like that we're into, it's like, they're not talking about it. They're not thinking about it. They're just fucking doing it. And yeah. Harry, honestly, I fucking love Harry Bink, man. Like yeah. he's, he's just, like right now he's investing so much money into like this airbag setup and he's building these crazy ramps and he's got this huge generator so that he can sleep out at his compound. And it's like, he's not thinking about any of it. It's, it's like, he's just, he does it. He does one thing and then he gets to a roadblock and then he's like, fuck, what do I do now? Then he thinks about it and then he's like, I got an idea. And then he goes and does it. And then it's just this constant process of like, of like thinking action thinking action Mm. it's not like this constant train of thought about you know what if i did this and what if i did this it's like you've just got to sort of take your hands off the wheel and like we do so much shit autonomously you know we breathe autonomously we sleep we like we do all like so many of these functions like you don't have to think about to be a fucking human that lives and it's like i think I think we credit so much of, you know, what we do to us actually thinking about it. And it's yeah. like, yeah, just take your fucking hands off the wheel and, oh, there's something that needs to be edited, edit it. There's something yeah. that needs to be posted, post it. Mm. And it's just really, you know, as simple as that sometimes. No, I agree with you 100%. And at a point where when I started getting like into the whole in being an entrepreneur and, and, and being having a business and that I like I said, still now I'm the, like the logical thinker, I'm slowly but surely getting more into that mindful and just let it be. And it actually took a point to my my girlfriend now, um, she's actually the one that um, like said to me, okay, no, but just, just, it's going to happen. Don't worry about it. Just, just don't mm. think about it. Just don't care. And that's exactly that. Now, uh, for example, we had a whole vacation now planned and I said to her, well, shit, I, I don't think I have the budget now to, to play, pay for the, for the vacation that we want to go on a family vacation and that. And she said, don't worry about it. You're overthinking it. This one. And yesterday afternoon, I got a call from the whole roof of Africa guy and that project is going to fund that we're going to pay for that holiday and have have money left over. And I was panicking. I was sitting the Sunday afternoon, fucking emailing people. It's like, Hey, do you want to do work? Do you want to do work? And I'm like trying to think how fuck I'm, I'm going to pay for this shit. And if I just let it like, okay, no, it's going to happen. Don't worry about it. And put that little bit of thought in it and left it and actually thought of the project because we were already in talks about it and getting sent invoices and all that. And actually for a second, just thought, Hey, fuck, I've already got a project that's going to pay for that. Just, Oh, just just chill a bit and then leave it and it'll happen so i think that getting your basically getting cool. out of your out, out of my own way then yeah and, and your chick sounds pretty cool too to be honest yeah no, i love it's like she motivates <laughs> me 
like in in the extreme i've i've never and it's a cliche thing to say it's um but um like behind every every strong man or any whatever there's also always a partner or woman or whatever behind that like feeding that and as soon as you realize that you need that like person your your person that motivates you and that um then I think then you said, and when you when you got that support system around you, you don't give a fuck about anyone else's opinion anymore. Then I think you're good. Like now, before this podcast, she just phones me, says, "Okay, cool, I'm going to bed. Good luck with the podcast, and remember, just have fun and whatever." She like had this little stick on my phone that just says, "Have fun," and that's mm. that's the main thing that I have to focus on. It's just just have fun and stop overthinking everything. But now, like, yeah, to, to put 100%. that question back to you is like you obviously got these people that you surround yourself with. I know like you see Sam and them on the podcast and you've got the support system, but who are those, those key people that you think that you surround like the gypsies, gypsy tales, um, 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 podcast. Um, for me, like I'm so fucking lucky with my family. Like we, we definitely not a family that comes from a lot of money, but, man, like I've just literally never gone without support from my family and my, like my parents are fucking awesome. My dad's a, um, you know, like a factory mechanic here in Australia. And, you know, like he does whatever, like we went to race Rocky on the weekend and both my parents drove seven hours so that dad could work on our bikes and mum was cooking for us. Like we've, we've got a team and my brother is, like massive my brother does um he manages toby price and jack miller and um, some of the v8 supercar guys in australia so he's like incredibly um switched on in in terms of the industry um so his support is is fucking huge and then uh same with sammy me and sam have been friends for man since like 2007 yeah um you know so we've been friends for nearly 15 years and like and just like really good friends like when i had all my problems with my kidney like he flew to adelaide to the hospital and every time he came to america when he was working on fist like he'd call into my place and um so i mean he's a really really legitimate um like good friend and then i had a couple really good mates that uh through jujitsu um you know that it's they're just literally friends where like I was saying last night, you know, go sit at his house, smoke weed and just talk about like real, real shit. And I mean, you know, yeah, you don't, you don't really need a big circle. Um, but I just think you need people that really have your back and, um, you don't like, I don't really have any yes men around me. I don't really have anyone that's just like trying to pump up your tires constantly and tell you how fucking great you are. Cause it's just completely unnecessary. um but yeah i mean i'd attribute so much of my success to yeah just having these like really incredible and selfless people around me that they've got my best interests at heart constantly to the point where they'll tell me that i'm just being a fucking loser you know (laughs) um so like it, it yeah that that is just super super important and i mean honestly too like you just gotta fucking believe in yourself man like to the point like I believe in myself to the point where I don't even think about it. No. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have doubts about myself and I don't eat and I don't think I'm fucking great. Like I just, there's just nothing there. Like I don't, I don't give a fuck either way. <laughs> and I think that 
I think that 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 helps quite a lot too when you can almost let go of like am I good enough for this am, am I or it's and it's both sides too it's like thinking like am I good enough is as shit as thinking I am good enough like yeah. it to me it's sort of it's like two sides of the same coin it's like and I guess that if you are gonna have thoughts that you'd, you'd want to reinforce like I'm good enough I can do this mm-hmm. But it's like you're here right now. Like, obviously, you are good enough. Like, why the fuck would you even need to think yeah. about it any further <laughs> than that? You know? No, I, I get to 100%. It's that. But I think you have to get to a point where you lose the ego, but you still be able to motivate yourself. Because um, that's that. I think that's one thing. And even the, the horrible comments, like this podcast, I, there, there's, there's this one. Um, friend of mine, I remember when I said, I'm going to start the whole podcast and see the first thing that she said to me is like, who's going to want to sit and listen to your voice. And every fucking time I start a podcast with someone, that's the first thing that pops in my head. And I say to one, when I go to my, my, my analytics on my, my podcast and I say, okay, a thousand people want to listen to me talk. That's who the fuck wants to talk. Yeah. To so, and I'm trying to, cause, and, and it, and it gets to a point where it, at the start it bothered me a lot. And now it just becomes to a, a proving point where every time I see the analytics for an episode, I go there and I say, okay, you know how many people want to see me listen or listen to me? So many people and so many people and so many people in there. And there. so then you're trying to get, use those negative comments to, to basically motivate you or drive you even more. But I think it has to have a healthy balance where you don't get consumed by the, all the negativity or whatever mm. that's out there. And just because like I said, not that I get that many or well, any, any well, comments or whatever, or, or like massive like hate or whatever on the podcast or any of the other content that I create, but it's just to, to know that those people are out there and these people that tend to one, like I said, ugh, don't want to have you succeed. And people have like that as like, who wants to listen to you for this long and that long and that, and then just being able to, to mute that out and say, okay, you might, mm. I am good enough. Cause I'm, this is, I think episode 36 and the people that I've interviewed are, I said, I would not in my wildest dreams believe that I yeah, would you've have had, had awesome people on dude. In my third episode, I had Ken, Ken block on. Okay. And that was also massive luck. And I had 15 minutes and, and then people's like, how the fuck did you get this guy on? I said, well, I actually just used the company name applied to, well, when they were had Jim Connor grid here in South Africa, I um, sent out a media application and the thing they sent back, who do you want to interview? I selected all the top guys, sent it back and they said, cool, here's your 15 minute slot with Ken Block. I said, what the, how the fuck did this happen? And, 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 and that was the company, that was the episode number three. So, and then I just constantly went on and I also don't take the nose personally. So if I reached, because we've been talking for a while to get, get be on the podcast and um, oh, I've yeah. sent out, way I've too sent, long. yeah, exactly. Wait, but I think it happened on the perfect time now, but yeah, I've sent, I've sent so many invites to people and then they either not respond or um, whatever. And I said, okay, cool. On to the next one. Let's see if we can get someone else. And then just, it just motivates me to find more people that I would like to have a conversation like this with. Oh man, you're so right. Like, there's been, you know, we've been talking about this for probably over a year. Like it's fucking, it's crazy. But I mean, <laughs> it's one of those things like, like I feel really, I'm stoked to sit down and talk, you know, like yeah. when you said, when you're like, let's do it today. I'm like, yep, perfect. This is a great day. Yeah. And it's like, you know, what you said about not taking it personally. It's like the only reason something is good or bad is because the, 
of the way that you color it in in your mind yeah. like you get this stimulus given to you like yeah. jace is fucking has blown me off again for the podcast <laughs> but it's like that's been colored like you've colored yeah. that in your mind like all it is is i'm saying like oh yeah it doesn't work for me today yeah. and it's like you can then as the receiver of that input your mind gets to color that mm. and you know i think that the better that you get in life of like nothing being good or bad yeah. like that that's sort of and i think that like the step is to go like well just try and find the good in everything mm. but then you know the next step from that is just like don't look for anything in it yeah. Just is what it is, yeah. and then you, and then again, it's like you don't think you just, you just do. Like, what's the next yeah. thing you can do? And it's like the the thought side of things, it just doesn't really need to be there um, that much. And then you know, it ends up it, to use this as an example. It ends up happening. I'm in a fucking great mood. I'm like yeah. stoked to be talking to your podcast, uh, yeah. the, to you on your podcast, and mm-hmm. you know, it's gonna work out amazing in the end there and if you look back there's like no need to color it with anything and not saying that you did but just as an example and i mean i've had that for i mean yeah i've had a bunch of that stuff like me and have been talking about doing the podcast since i started the podcast and it's like that that, same with dino and it's like i'm talking to him like with Dean, I just didn't fucking text him back for a week last week. He was like, I could do it next Thursday. And I was just like, I won't fucking be here. And I, so I just didn't, you know, didn't even message him. But then he's doing the same shit to me. And it's like, you know, these things work out when they're yeah. supposed to. And, you know, the Paul Everest thing, like I hit Paul Everest up the day I was like, I'm starting this podcast. I'm going to be in Australia doing it. it took nearly three years to happen. Jeez, um, yeah. You know, and it's just like, it's it just yeah i think it comes back to just not coloring things as good or bad um and you know it that that to me is like the that's the way that i at least stay like trying to stay like just grounded in everything yeah no i i've, I've got this all well, i've um, adapted this mindset of um a no doesn't mean um no it means either okay it's you're not ready for that yet or I've got something better in, well, something better is in store. So if you take, if this was a yes now, X, well, something else would not have happened. Um, and I think that's, mm. and I think that's like the way I see everything now. So if I'm, I send out a, a request to, um, and that's the other thing now, I, I had the same thing with um, car, like uh, two car companies here. And there's one of the guys that I wanted to work with, like, so like I, I wanted to work with Ford for, I don't know how long. And I eventually found this guy and then eventually he said to me, well, he's already got this marketing company and he doesn't want to do anything now at the moment. And he's already spending money here. And he basically in a nice way said to me, no, no, he's, he's not interested. And then today I got an email from another company. We busy and talks and it's a, such a be- better deal than the previous one that so if i said yes to that and and the problem is with this one is they want kind of exclusivity so if i partner with them um i yeah, i can't do deals with other company or other vehicle manufacturers and that and i said hell yeah i don't mind but if i said yes to them and i was working with them and i had to partner with them that would have conflicted the whole thing so usually the mm. no doesn't mean no it either means i've got something there's something better in store or um, you just need a little bit more preparation to meet with this opportunity at some point in your life. 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. No, but to to some some other things, like I said, one of the things that I like about your the Gypsy Tales podcast and and like I said, all the content and that you create is is not just the people that you have on and the conversations, but the mindset behind that. Now, what would you say is some of the influences on that? Because you, like you, you mentioned now, okay, um, the jiu jitsu, and, um, and you've mentioned on your podcast about other substances, and that you that, like. Do you think that it would be an influence on how you like go about in your daily life, or what? What would those influences be in in that sense? Man, honestly, I think I'm just a fucking weird cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty much all it is. I, um, no, nah, I mean, I've just always been like, just a, I'm just like, I feel like, uh, and I don't mean this is like, I don't think this is good or bad. Like, I just think I'm just a deep person. Mm. I always like to think about the deeper levels of shit. And I think like from a super young age, like I've always read a lot. Um, and from a really young age, like I was just interested in like, consciousness and mm. you know what we are who we are why things make us the way that we are like i've just never really been that interested in you know i struggled i struggle to have like if, if i just go to a, like a bar with like a group of people and yeah. they're just talking about like footy and the you know like the news and uh, and like a tv like i'm just i just don't have that no. and you know sometimes it's sometimes it's a bad thing. Like it's a good thing in the form of like in the podcast, I think it makes it interesting. Mm, Um, but then on the other side too, like probably I'd talk about that shit too much maybe. Um, but yeah, honestly, I just think it's the, it's the way that I've always been, man. Like I just, I've just weird in, in that sense, the, the stuff that, that I find, um, interesting. And I think it's probably just to do with, um, like having a pretty tough, upbringing in terms of like where we lived was really rough and there was like a lot of like violence in terms of never like the you know family stuff but just in terms of like the area that we lived in um there was a lot of like just conflict that i was in constantly um so yeah i just i don't know i guess it's just like a mix of those things um and i just always like i was just never okay with just I'd always like, why does this happen? Why are people like this? Why do people yeah. do this? What, why is that person like that? And it was, I think that, you know, maybe, you know, that's sort of where it come from. Um, but it, it just didn't feel like, and I mean, half this shit's probably could have just been in my own head as well, but just didn't feel like anything was easy when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I just always wondered why, like what, what was really going on? Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that I, I've always done, I've always like really f- kind of bitten off a lot more than I can chew as well yeah. uh, in, in every situation, like, you know, even with the, you know, starting the, the podcast and just being full time or um, like jujitsu. When I started that, I did my first competition after like three weeks and got fucked up. Like, you know, so, and then it just puts you in these like weird head spaces. Like you really get tested and um i think that yeah honestly just think that i've got a bit of a weird fucking brain and just think about think about weird shit no I, I, well actually i, I really don't th- I think that's weird and i think that's the that's the part where um i think i relate to you so much as is in in that sense is because 
I, you well, actually, I value the same things. It's instead of just ask like, um, I, um, I said to so like many of them, like my friends, my close group of people, we don't chat about like the normal stuff. Like I said, one of my, one of my mm. best mates, um, if we, we two go, we'll sit there and we'll get a six pack and we'll smoke weed and we'll just have a beer. And at the end of that, like after those, those six beers, we'll be in some tangent, I don't know, trying to solve why there's some, some crisis somewhere or whatever. And we won't talk about normal stuff. And, and I think like, exactly like you said, it, it, it just weirds me out because if I go, I'm bored with mundane conversations and like watching normal TV or whatever, you'll, you'll tend to want to find me on, on YouTube watching or listening to, to a podcast that's a three-hour conversation about um, why like, in some Buddhist monk decided to give up everything and go and live mm. in some country. And, it, and it, it gets into his mindset instead of going and watching following the Kardashians because I couldn't give two fucks about them. And it's such yeah. a, it's such a, it's such a, on a surface level conversation, it doesn't get any, it doesn't have any substance. And I think as soon as I detect mm. there's no substance in it, and I think, I just leave it. And I think that's why people also gravitate towards the Gypsy Tales podcast and why you're so successful. Because yes, you use the um, clickbait, if I can put it like that, titles to get people to watch, to get to the content, but then they get to the content and there's a fuck ton of substance in there. It's like explaining about, uh, like I said, why, like why this is important and why Harry Pink is the, is the, is actually the guy mm. that he is. And because if, if, if you follow him on social media, you would think he's with this party animal or whatever. And like, exactly like you said, he's one of the smartest people and probably in the motocross and, and the whole free ride, whatever industry because it's just because you can find the substance. And I think you find that perfect lining because you, you like on social media, it's like a donut with like all the frosting or whatever on. And as soon as you get there, yeah. it's like this whole healthy meal that you're getting from, from, from the gypsy tales podcast, which is phenomenal. And something that I actually strive to hopefully be to get to on with my podcast. No, I appreciate that. That's yeah. That's uh, definitely cool. I, yeah. I just think that um, I've, like you know what you're saying before about like oh you know who would want to listen or whatever mm. i think that the thing to remember is like even right now for me i don't think about that that much like mm. to me all that really matters is like the three hours like that's that's the experience like mm. to me that's the peak of the experience if, if the episode gets like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand downloads. Like yeah. that doesn't make that that's actually not better than the actual experience of the conversation itself. Yeah. And I think that that's the, something that I find important mm. um, and something important to hold on to. Um, and with that in mind, like I don't ever want to offer people like, Oh, you come on the podcast and it's going to get hundreds of thousands of downloads. Yeah. Like it's, it'll be good for you. Mm. Like that to me, like the, the core of why you should come on is like, we'll have a great conversation. Yeah. And then, you know, with, with guys like, like, you know, me and Harry, when we did the podcast, the, I didn't know him that well. And I just knew him as like the Instagram sort of dude, you know, partying and carrying on. And Mm. Sammy was super close with him. And I actually had, I can't remember who it was, but I had someone cancel. Um, And they're like, I'll have to reschedule. And Harry was like at our building 
um, maybe he was with Sam or like, I don't he, for some reason he was there. Yeah. And then he's like, dude, I'll do it with you. And I was already set up and I was like, Oh fuck. I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you've got three hours in you, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then he sat down and like, fuck, you just gave me everything. Like, and it was, it was awesome. And, and like, he got something out of it and mm-hmm. I got something out of it. And yeah. like, if, if that podcast didn't get released, who gives a fuck? Like yeah. it was a really great, experience and i think that like i i definitely have always tried to just keep that in mind and like you know even the renee gracie episode like the only fans chick yeah same deal like i, I knew that one was going to get a lot of views like because of you know given the situation that she's in yeah. at the moment but I, it's still like i did not think about that mm. until it was over and i was just like how can we make this like such a, a like a really great experience for um for both of us like i want to come away learning something like i want her to maybe like the the thing to me that is like the most like the fucking gold that i can get out of a podcast like if if like what i would call a success is when at the end of a podcast someone gets up and they're like fuck i didn't even know that about myself eh? yeah. and man like I've had that happen with so many people and like that to me is worth more than anything else. Like even um, like a really good example of that is Alex Volkanovsky. He's like the Australian lightweight UFC champ or featherweight yeah. UFC champ. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did, it was a co- like a collab podcast between me and um, hype group. And we sat down with him and I can't remember, like I can't remember what I said, but he was kind of, he was kind of um, giving me like this philosophy of like, this is what he thought. This is, And then I, w- I just summed it up for him in like a phrase. Like he kind of had this big spiel and he was figuring it out as he goes, yeah. which is what you do on a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> and, and then, you know, then I was like, There's, here it is in a nutshell. And he was like, fuck, dude, thank you. Like that really is, that is what I think. And I mean, that to me is like, that's the real fucking juice in the whole deal is like, you can get in. And I think that's one of, you know, I, I read a lot of, I've read a lot of stuff from the past. Like, I feel like I've, I've got a, I've got like a good grip on, you know, just like psychology in general and just like some kind of history um, of, you know, human psychology and, and, you know, to, it's not like this shit's like my ideas. It's just stuff that I've read or stuff that I've been, been into. And then you're able to kind of like give that to people that are busy doing other shit essentially. (laughs) No, I think that's the, that's a key part of it. As soon as you, and and that's also about the, who the guests are on your podcast is you have to find those people. Well, usually I'm, 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 I'm not giving any credit to myself, but quite good at finding those people that are, like they consume the right stuff to be able to like, and, and the same thing is uh, that's what I found about myself as well. As soon as I um, f- felt like, okay, I haven't read one book this whole month or I haven't like watched anything or read anything online or like educated myself in the last while, then I feel like my com- level of conversation goes down and the level of 
things that I have to pass on is, 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 has gone. And, and I think as soon as you stop that, um, that's when you start losing that because then that, when, when I think you posted a, that Instagram, I think it was an Instagram story or something or your your COVID books that you've read and I actually mm. took a screenshot of that. And I say that I said, I have to go work through that. Some of them I've already read and some of them are cool. I need to get this book. I need to get this one. I need to get this one just because like now, I've, while I was waiting for this podcast to start, I'm reading a book called um, it's yeah. Thinking fast and slow. It's about just, oh, people, oh yeah. It's it's such an awesome book, and I'm, I'm I think I'm on page twenty or something of the book now, four hundred and something. But it's it's such an awesome book about psychology and how you stop making assumptions and that. Well, I haven't like I barely touched the book, but that's what I'm, um, I'm making now. What I will think of the, about the, the book so far. But as soon as you stop consuming stuff like that then people start, I think you start losing that depth on, on that side. I think that's, uh, that's one of the key things of, um, of like I said, being a good host. And I think that's when, when people, you, you pick it up on, on, on a podcast or something like that, where you see someone has taken a time off or not indulged in anything, anything significantly in the last while, then you kind of, kind of pick that up in your podcast or anyone's podcast for mm. that matter. Yeah. And I think that like, essentially like i'm a way better person three years into gypsy tales than what i was when i started mm. and you know because i kind of i think i've i just took the responsibility seriously of like a lot of people like listening to what you say and like yeah. watching what you you're doing and there was there's like this forced accountability i guess to just yeah. like walk the fucking talk yeah and uh and I think that, um, you know, like there were definitely one of the big things for me was like just thinking about the concept of the ego. Like I've, I've spoken about it in the podcast before, but I think it was like a real, like a real turning point in my life essentially was I just, I had this thing of, I didn't want people to think that I was, I thought I was better than I did. And I was like, I don't want to look like I've got an ego. I don't mm. like, just because I'm talking to all of these people, like no. I'm not trying to be one of them. I'm not trying to be fucking cool. Yeah. Um, this is just, this is a good job. Like if yeah. I could do this for a job, like this is yeah. like a great way to make a living. That's, that's what I want. Like, mm. I don't want to add value to people, but like, I don't want to be Travis Pastrana. I don't want to yeah. be Chadry. I don't, mm. I'm not trying to be these people. Yeah. And I think that, if there was one like kind of fear I had, it was that people were going to look at me and go, look at this fucking dude. Like he's trying to be this. He's trying to, mm. and it's like, please guys, that's not what's happening. This is yeah. just a good job. Like I really want to do this job. Yeah. And, uh, but then that sort of, there was a real head fuck in that for me because once I, you know, then I really started sort of moving my reading in that direction and I was like, I want to read about the ego. I want to read about this. I want to read about like humility. And, and then I was like, I got to this point where I'm like, fuck man, this sort of just doesn't really add up. Like if I'm sitting here saying I don't want to have an ego because I want to look a certain way yeah. to other people, that's literally having a yeah. fucking ego. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So then I'm like, I'm like, wait, so what's the, what's really the fucking deal here? Um, and then, you know, that sort of sent me on like this, you know, for the last couple of years, like on this whole different, different train. And I could, I feel like it's made me a, a like a, a better person, not in terms of 
me being like better in the world, but I feel like I can just be better for other people. Um, and I'm like more open to trying to be better for people. Um, so I mean, yeah, I think that it's just, it's sort of the, the better you can be for other people. It's like that sort of essentially is what's going to make you a, a good host of a, a podcast you know you've kind of got to try and it's hard like you've you've got to find this balance between you know being in it like you're the only constant i'm the only thing that's the same every show and that's the same for you you're the only thing that's the same and yeah yeah, people are coming for your guests but they have to come back to to you each time um so for you know if you're going to be this constant you have to be this like uh constant good that that people are are coming back to um and i think that you know that sort of i guess yeah that that really is what has to be like the goal in all this exactly no no, i get 100 percent what you're saying because the soon the the more that i started like working with these freestyle guys in south africa and the motocross guys and um the like any any professional in that like i was afraid of exactly that and becoming that person because the first thing when i bought my when i bought my bike and eventually could could get my bike uh, um i put up on my instagram dirt bike rider and i was like yeah cool now i'm a dirt bike rider and i said i'm gonna i said a while back i actually said screw that and i took that off and i just said professional fun haver because no one can take that away from me it's like i said that's that's what i do if i'm doesn't matter what i am because i get so many people that I interact with on, on, on social media. And then in their bio description, they put their freestyle motocross rider and motor or, or something like that. And it's like, dude, you, you can, you can barely fucking make a jump and you, you, you have never raced in your life before, but you put their motocross athlete and stuff like that. It's, it, it bothers me to an extent when, because it takes away the value of these guys. And I think that's why, um, eventually well why i actually started the photography it was because uh in south africa action sports and that is not that huge it, it's like i said if you're involved with that with the with the with the people and that it's like i said it's huge with the, the people that are but the normal people in south africa don't give a crap about action sports and then i see these guys mm-hmm. do a flip over the ramp and i want to take a photo and i'm going to take that photo and show these people and it's like look at these people they're fucking amazing they're doing shit that no one else is doing and Every time I take a photo, um, I record a video. Um, I want to focus on telling that person's story and being trying my best and using my skills, be it in the podcast. And I said that's why I wanted to have this conversation. Yes, it's a selfish thing because I wanted the conversation with you. And for this, however long this podcast is, this is going to be. Well, that's the only thing that that's that I'm focused on is having improving this conversation and being a good host and trying to like add some value to this conversation and being that constant but i also want to show the people like my whatever thousand or whatever listeners that download this podcast and show dude listen to gypsy tales this guy is fucking amazing and you if you want to get hooked to this content you click subscribe and you have those notifications on 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 his podcast you won't fucking miss a podcast ever in your life again so and and that's the focus of all these guys like every single person that i have on the podcast if i have a photographer on you if i have a freestyle motocross rider on you i want to try and what I see in that person convey that and get that, get that out into a podcast or get that out into a photo or video and just show the world 
look how fucking awesome this person is or look how amazing what what he's doing and get that message across and i think as soon as as soon as you i lose that focus and i see that little ego creeping in because like, i know if i post this photo i'm going to get more likes for my page then i know okay i shouldn't actually post that photo but as soon as you post something it's like i just want to show someone like i posted a photo of one of the guys we did a shoot and uh, this guy said, no, fuck it. He's going to do a mini flip of one of the berms on the ramp. And I posted this photo of him. Okay, he bailed and he fucking almost got lost his eye because his handlebars like crashed into his face. And I showed that, put up that photo. And I wanted to show people like, look at what these guys actually like give up to be able to be the, these amazing athletes. They risk that, risk falling on their face and having their bike land on them just to be able to look good on their Instagram and, and do the stuff that they love. And I think as soon as you're trying to convey that message, I think that's the key. Well, my, my personal goal with the podcast video or photo that I do. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think, um, I think too, like one of the things that I learned early on with it and has become like a massive motivator for me is the fact that like we spoke about, the people that I've got, like, I'm really lucky with like my family. I'm really lucky with my brother and Sam, but at the end of the day, I've been so blessed with people that I didn't really understand that they were mentors at the time, but they really were. I've, I've had these people that I can go to and talk to, and I've had incredible access to just amazing people. And that is something that like I didn't choose to be born to the parents I was born to, to have a dad that raced motocross that then got us to race motocross that then got me to have a camera that I, I didn't choose any of that. So I, there's a point where I have to be extremely gracious and thankful that I've yeah. had those opportunities completely not through my choice. And I understand that there's people out there that don't have that. And if you're a person that comes from a shitty family and you've got shitty friends and you've got no fucking money, there's no way you can even get a credit card to buy a camera to, you know, there's people aren't in that place. And the thing that maybe has accelerated my development just through life in general is the access to these people that you have. And I think that when it was really early on, from doing the podcast that I realized, you know, you'd get a message from people that they would um, say, Hey man, I love the show. This guy, it's so cool that, you know, this guy and man, it was crazy to hear him talk about this. I really needed this. And do you get these really heartfelt messages and you click into the profile and you see a guy that does not have a lot mm. and doesn't, you can tell he's not coming from a lot. You can tell he's not making money. There's no, nice things there's no new things there's there's an old beater bike and you know you kind of look at the comments and is and it, there's people roasting him and like giving him shit like oh fucking piece of shit. and it's like they're the people to, to me i'm like i would really love to then give you that access to this person that you look up to for three hours in a way that that you're not going to get that and if you go, you know, you're not going to meet that guy. You're not going to, but here's a way that you can tap into his knowledge and, and be inspired by this person and use that person. It's like this three hour, like mentorship that, yeah. you know, you can get from these incredible people. If you're a person that isn't lucky enough to, to have the access and to, 
you know, maybe you don't have the, the great people around you. And, you know, there's more people out there like that than, than are not. Mm. No, definitely. And, and uh, I think exactly like I said, that's why um, your podcast or well, Gypsy Tales and, and, and the Joe Rogan experience was at a time, like the only things that I consumed because the people that I had, well, this is now a few years back and that the people that I had that surrounded me was like a bunch of people that didn't give a fuck about me, didn't support anything that I did. And they even like, like they were focused on themselves and they were selfish and they like, they didn't like, no one could actually, if someone else did something else, especially or achieved something, they would go out of their way to discredit it. And then a podcast mm-hmm. like yours would be the only, like I said, I used to stay, well, I stayed in Pretoria and I worked in Randburg and that's, in the mornings, it was like an hour and 45 minutes to two hour commute. And in the afternoons, it's a three hour commute back because there's a grid of oh, traffic. And that was all I did was consumed podcasts and listen to audiobooks, And then, and that was the only mentorship that I, that I had at that time. And then slowly, but surely those podcasts made me realize, okay, fuck these people. Um, mm-hmm. I need to need to make my group smaller. I need to get people surrounding me that are good and people that actually not that, that I'm saying a bunch of yes men that just go fucking, yeah, like you said, pump your wheels the whole day, but people that actually motivate you, people that actually got your back and, and, and slowly, but surely, as soon as you start eliminating those fucktards from your life and, and that then all of a sudden it starts to clear, just clear up. And then the, the cool thing about that is, the more good that you consume, the more you can, the more good you can give. And um, my, the guy that actually helps and sponsors that podcast, Bernardi from BeFit, he always tells me the thing um, is you can't pour from an empty cup. And he's always hammering on, yeah. you know, focus, get your diet better, get your sleep better, exercise and whatever, because you can't, you have to feel yourself, your body to do these awesome things. And if you're not doing it mentally with the people that you're surrounding you and physically with the diet and exercise, then that whole combination just fucking you know, falls apart. And then you turn out to be that fuck with it. Everyone thinks you are because you will end up crashing and burning. And, and then people was like, okay, yeah, look, he is that fucked up that we thought he was. But if you do mm-hmm. these things right and you consume the right things and you listen to like a Gypsy Tales podcast and the Joe Rogan podcast and you consume books from people that like, like this, this, this podcast, this Daniel, um, him and he's a Nobel Peace Prize winner and he's basically mm-hmm. taken his whole life of like work and put it in 400 pages and if you you, yeah. you can consume that in, in in a week or two and read through that book and then instead of going on to TikTok and seeing some 16 year old dance on there the whole time it's I think it's whatever you put in it's what what you can give out yeah and I think that um, one of the things as well where I feel like if you want to talk about success, I was making the exact same amount of money from, you know, this, let's say month A to month B month A, I was like not successful month B. I was successful, made the exact same amount of money, but I just had this realization um, where it was like, I think it was around, it was around when I went to New Zealand and did that townly trip. And like, everything just went fucking nuts, man. Like my Instagram 
went nuts to where it's like, I just, I couldn't keep up with messages and it was just like the downloads were going fucking crazy. Like everything was just blowing up. And I, it was, it felt like overwhelming at a point. And then I started to like, I was like going through the messages. I was like, I fuck, I've got to try and like get back to some people and like actually go through, you know, uh, go through some of this shit. And it was the first time that I really realized that I'm doing good for people. Mm. And I just commit to, cause to me, I'm like, this is just a good, like I said, it's a good job. Like I love this as a job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm. if you have to work, which we all do, like this is a good thing to work on. <laughs> but then you know, I really understood the gravity of how much it helped people and that I was doing good. And, like and good in terms of like good for people Mm -hmm. and then i really i started really thinking about that and then i sort of i was like well i'm kind of only doing good in the sense of like i post this podcast that people find value out of but i was like i feel like i could probably just try to do like more good just everywhere like everything i do i'll just try and do good and you know that would in my like a jujitsu context i'd go to the gym and i'd be drilling with people and you know so you you, you're in a class and you get like this is a technique you got a partner it's like i do it two times you do it two times i do it two times you do it and then i'd purposely go and i'd find somebody that wasn't on like my level and then i'd help that person Mm. to the point where i'm like there's that little feel in your chest like oh don't tell him that because like he could do that to you you know yeah <laughs> and then you've got that you've got that fucking you've got that like you don't you you've got that i'm giving something away from me that i yeah. kind of want to hold on to mm. and uh so i do it in there and then i also got to this point where i was getting more shit sent to me than i actually could even know what to fucking do with shit, and yeah. and then it was like I was just started giving everything away. Like as much as I could give, like I'd keep the stuff that I needed and yeah. then I'd give it away. Like Honda sent me a fuckload of oils the other day and I just gave heaps of it away. Yeah. And like my dad's like, never fucking give away oil, bro. Like you're always going to, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, I'm like, nah, like I, and, and the, the thing is, is that you get so much more when you give, but mm. you, everyone's got that feeling when you give something away that you know you'll use or you Mm. you want or you you think you'll need there's like this little feeling that hits you in your chest that like wants you to hang on to things it's like it's like a puppy it's like this self-preservation thing almost like it's fucking it's like an instinct but you know i really really took on that philosophy even with my housemate that i live with i'm like giving give i want to give to people like the people that i'm close with people that are strangers and i think that you know it's it come in stages with me and again come sort of through the the podcast and you know i i probably learn more from the podcast than anything else but um but yeah just that just give 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 everything you can and give more than what you think you can like you can you can give more than you actually think and you know once it becomes a habit once it becomes part of like your personal um, belief system that like you, you value um, giving to people um, 
your life fucking changes, man. You end up getting so far for me, like I've ended up in a way better position by just giving more than I thought I kind of could. And, you know, you can do that in a work sense. You can do that in a relationship sense. You can do that in a complete fucking random strangers sense. Um, you know, and, and you will, you, you know, you get that feeling in your chest. There's a tiny bit of reluctance there, you know, um, which I think is normal, but you push through that constantly over and over and you, you just see your life get better as a result of it. No, I, I agree in like a hundred percent with you on that because I think it's like farming is the, the more, if you, you can just give out, if you, like you plant seeds everywhere, like a little bit of good. If you, if you're like a real, real, like I said, being nasty to people and spreading bad energy that says that's going to pop up and it's going to come right back to you but if you um mm. for instance i've got uh, this one this one friend of mine like um he's a he's a pro bmx rider here in south africa and um we went on a trip to durban and we did a photo shoot and we had a ton of luck when you said you were in a car with people on a plane with people we had this amazing conversation i said dude you should start a podcast. You're like an amazing people, a person that can have conversations with. And eventually him and his other mate um, started the podcast and they're running with it. They called it, uh, they're calling it uh, quarter life crisis bros. Cause they're both like in 25, 26 a day around. And uh, they're saying that quarter life crisis bros. And they're talking about random stuff. And the other day they posted an article um, or a screenshot of them being in the local and their local newspaper and stuff. And I said, fuck yeah, that's, and that feels that I think that feels like better than anything else in the world. If I just said to him, I can just shut it up and didn't say anything to him that would have never happened and i'm not giving my, myself the, the the credit for their podcast or whatever but just spreading that little bit of good you never know whose life it might impact what and he said to me the other day he sent me a message he says no dude um thanks so much now every monday him and his mate has got like something to look forward to in his life and i said how the fuck you're a pro yeah. bmx rider and now you're telling me you've got something to look forward to in your life because he's got this podcast he's gonna he started with them and like every monday they put out a live episode where they go on ig live and and then afterwards they put it on spotify and itunes and um, it's so awesome to see these things grow and just i think uh, like that's a general rule of thumb like you said start off the podcast and just do it with everyone and same with my mm. nine to five job because i got so frustrated because i'm okay i work as a solutions architect for for an isp in south africa and we develop processes and well i develop the processes and that for them and i get so fucking irritated with these people and i changed just all what sort of just changed my tone instead of like seeing these people are like, fuck, like this fucking dumb cunt. Like I can't like deal with them right now. And instead of, okay, you know what? I'm going to educate this guy. And I'm every single mm. email that I said, even if he includes whoever in the mail, I'm just going to keep on educating him, educating and helping him. And all of a sudden, my, at the end of the day, I feel a lot better because now I said, okay, cool. Usually you can, can ask my girlfriend. I complain about the stupidity and the people look so often, but now I've said, you know what? I had the opportunity to educate five or six people today on a new process that they didn't know shit about. And now it's five less people that's going to bother me in the future. And hopefully that's like a butterfly effect and they'll tell someone else and someone else. And 
will have a mm. lot less issues with that process in the company. And um, as soon as you change, I think as soon as you change your outlook to a little bit positive on that side, it, your mental health and your would, would, would actually, um, mm. so in a, in a sense, it's a bit of a selfish thing to do good because it feels a lot better and the return it feels is like, a lot it better. It feels like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the thing like, you know, to talk about your, your colleagues and stuff like there's, it sounds it, like it sort of sounds weird, but it's like when you close your eyes, you, you'll, the, there is no world. It's just black yeah. that you can't, there's nothing in your visual field. Mm-hmm. And when you open your eyes, the whole world is, so, I'll backtrack. So you close your eyes, everything goes black. That is just your consciousness. That's just your conscious experience of being you essentially. And then you open your eyes and what fills your consciousness is all of the world. There's no, there's no wall where your visual field stops. You know, if you could, and we've got this with telescopes, you can see forever. You're only limited in terms of like, there's no stopping point. There's no point where like what's in, when you open your eyes, the world stops. It literally just, it's infinity. So the, the world, the universe, you know, to not sound like a fucking kook, but (laughs) the universe, everything exists inside of your consciousness when you open your eyes. So I think that a lot of the problem that we have in the world is that people seem to think that they are separate from the world and inside their head, their mind, their mind resides in this place that's in their head Mm -hmm. that is separate from the rest of the world. But in my eyes, nowadays, the way that I look at the world is every time I open the world, I open my eyes, I see the world. This is my world everybody that's inside of my eyes when i open my eyes is inside of my world it's my responsibility then to treat these people like how do i want to treat the people that are living in my world and just because they're strangers to me like just you know the people that are in durban south africa right now are people that are in my world if i could have a telescope and clear i could see those people that are in my world i'm not separate to the world the like I am the world mm. and you know, we're all having this exactly the same conscious experience. So it's like, we're sort of, we're all sharing the same thing. So in my mind, we all are the, the same thing. So I kind of just, these days I just try and have, and it's very, very hard to do all the time because yeah. you kind of get, you know, like I'd say that I, I float between the state of like, consciously knowing that when I'm opening my eyes, everybody is in my world and that I need to treat everybody and everything as though, you know, like this is my little universe and I'm responsible for this. I'm the one that's looking out um, into this, you know, infinite void. But then there's, then there's times where someone will say something fucking stupid to me and then I'm separate to the world and I'm, (laughs) he's not in my world he's this dude that is affecting, you know, my place in the world. So, you know, it's this constant, you just constantly, I'm trying to remind myself at all times, like these are the, these people are appearing in my world. I'm responsible. I'm the only person that sees the world in, from this 
perspective right here, but we're all seeing the same, the same world. So I think that, you know, that's the way that I think I've tried to adapt my, um, I guess my view of, of this whole experience of just try and be like to make it better and to do good. It just seems very easy to do good when you're framing, um, you know, the human experience in that way. Yeah, dude, that's, uh, yeah, you were talking about having those profound moments in a podcast. Like a, that was one of them right there because like seeing the people like the, having, having that, that outlook on life would, would, I think if everyone shared that outlook, I think the, the whole world would be a better place in, in thinking of, I think that's why I sometimes get frustrated because prior to moving, um, well, I stay now, I stay in Pretoria East. I stayed in Pretoria West in that area. And I just had to move out of that place because the people there had such a negative outlook on everything. You can't aspire to be anything. The, the, the one thing is like, um, I, I actually um, did a project with, with um, Roush Performance here in South Africa. And um, I, I had a Mustang. And the, the area that, that I stayed in there was not the most well-off area. It's a very middle to lower class area on that. And I was very happy staying there, whatever. But I, I actually had this Mustang that I had to take photos of, whatever. And I stopped at the local store there. And the one guy that walked out there, he's actually, he's actually stays, stayed a three, three or four houses down from me. And he walked out and he, and he said, his son looked at the car and whatever. And, and I said, um, he said, yeah, look at these guys. They're probably from, not from this area because no one in this area ever, ever gets that, uh, gets that far ahead. And I was like, looked at him. I was like, dude, what the, I stay in the fucking, just up the road from here. And, and, and just having that negative outlook on anything else is like, he could have actually inspired his son and said, yeah, okay, one, if you fucking hustle mm -hmm. your ass off and you work your ass off, you can actually also attain that or do that. Not that I'm, I did anything to actually like, and have that opportunity but just that general outlook on life if you if we mm. went for after after a project or whatever what a hard day went to a bar there it was filled with people complaining about how shitty their lives were and i'm sitting there it's like i'm mm. fucking busy with the podcast i'm trying to get my photography up i'm hustling to get myself somewhere in life and i said but dude if i can do this I'm working my nine to five job. It's like how can't you have this good outlook and i just got fed up with that so i think in a sense, yes, I agree with you saying that um, you have to like try and inspire that, but I think it will take so, would have taken so much of my energy to actually change that outlook and being and being surrounded by that, I think would have, would have killed me. And I think that's why I'm so happy of being mm. here now. And it sounds hypocritical saying, yeah, I moved to a better area and it's a lot positive here and it's a lot safe here and everyone has a better outlook on life here. But it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, yes, I agree with you in that sense, but what do you think you do in that scenario where the people that you surround or that is in your surrounding area, not even your friends and that, but just the people they are just not, doesn't have share that mindset. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like, I try to think that it's really not people's fault that they think like that. Like I don't like people, I'm not sure if you've ever watched any of the Sam Harris stuff on free will. Oh, no, no. But like, I mean, I definitely, I definitely agree with Sam Harris in the sense uh, when it comes to the fact that 
there really isn't free will in the way that we think there is. And then I think that when you, if you really believe that and you can um, mentally like, uh, I guess, reconcile that in your, in your own head, it just sort of makes it easier to deal with shit people because if you, like if I say the word three, like you didn't have a choice in thinking that like you, you couldn't unlearn English. Like you've thought of the word three, like that wasn't your choice. There was no free will in that. And if I say it again, three, like you can't choose now to unhear that. Mm. So if you look at all of your thoughts that you've ever had, it's like we're in this continual stream of, of thoughts and each thought that you think in the present moment is dictated by the moment that was previous. And it's like, if you kind of can get your head around that concept, you're like, okay, fair enough. Then what you do is you extrapolate that back to your birth. What was the first thought that you had? You don't know, you don't remember, but it wasn't your choice. Like you didn't get, you didn't choose to be pushed out of that pussy. Like it just fucking (laughs) happened, you know? So And then if you kind of go back to what we just said of like every thought that you currently have is a result of the one that was previous and previous and previous. And where did free will enter the picture? Where did you choose any of the thoughts that you had? You didn't choose where you were born. You didn't choose who your dad was. You didn't choose your economic situation. You didn't choose the country you lived in. There's not a choice in so much of what you have. Like there's this tiny, 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 tiny moment from a thought entering your head and then if free will exists at all it exists in literally the moment but by the time you think about the moment the moment's gone so you you don't have a choice so you know to the guy that pops out and sees the mustang and then tells his kid he didn't have a choice in that that's just him that's his conditioning every the thing that he said in that moment yeah. was a direct result of every other moment in his life up to the point where True. there was the first moment and he didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and it, it's not like it's up to you to personally make everybody better. Mm-hmm. Um, but what makes it better is like, cause people are suffering like any thought that you have that makes you feel unhappy. And, and if you're in a stream of thoughts and you can't change those thoughts, or if you're in this negative thought cycle or, you know, people are negative for their whole life. There there just isn't the choice in that. And I think that the way that the way to help somebody, it's not like you have to go and have a conversation with that guy or fucking whatever, but the way that you, you help is by having compassion for that person and understanding and like not being pissed off by the dude. It's so hard not to get, and fuck dude, I do it all the time. (laughs) Like I'm constantly, you know, I feel like I'm way better than I used to be, but like, mm. you know, there's still situations where I'll get fucking pissed off. Yeah. And then I'm like, I, you have to come back to this compassion where it's like people don't choose their thoughts. People don't have the freedom that you think that they do. And I think that we're all, we all ride around thinking that we're in control on a level that we're just, I just don't think exists. And I think that when you can, um when you know that or when you can believe that it's just a lot more it's easier to just have compassion and then that compassion just by being a compassionate person in the world i think that that's gonna essentially you'll make it better by just being compassionate 
um, in that sense. So it's not like you physically have to do anything to make that dude better, but yeah. just by having compassion and like loving that dude, like he's in your universe. Like, mm. you know, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, not everyone in my universe is great, but they yeah. didn't really have a choice in it. It is what it is. I still love you, dude. Like you're still in my world. And that's the way that you just like kind of dissolve any of like the negativity. Cause it's like you said, there's that butterfly effect you want to have on people. Mm. Then you're sort of cutting off that butterfly effect that that person then had on you. Like he's spreading the butterfly of negativity. And then if you're negative yeah. and then you go and talk to your girlfriend, like I fucking just met this dickhead down, you're yeah. giving her that. Uh, so in the same way, you know what I mean? Like in the mm. same way that you want to be positive, um, uh, and have that butterfly effect. Anytime you let somebody's negativity affect you or whatever, you're actually doing the, the same thing. So it's just like compassion. Don't let those things affect you. Love that person regardless of them being a fucking idiot. And, uh, and that is essentially, in my opinion, how you make the world a better place through something like that. Dude, yeah, no, that's, it's, I think I should just, yeah, thank, thank goodness this is being recorded, dude, because this is life lessons 101. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, I definitely don't want to make it out like I fucking walk this righteous path every single no, day. Dude, like, yeah. it's a, you know, it's like a constant, it's just this like constant thing. And, and honestly, like, that's what I'm thinking about constantly is just that, you know, these concepts of, yeah. you know being like loving and compassionate towards people and yeah like every time i get tripped up i'm like all right how do i how do i like resolve or like dissolve myself in this to where you can come back to this place of like they're in my world i love that person and you know i need to be compassionate towards that person um because yeah i mean i'll catch my like even with my fucking dog dude like yeah. i just I had a couple of weeks ago, like I called my buddy, I had like a fucking meltdown to him. I'm like, dude, I just fucking yelled at my dog, man. Like, I feel like such a fucking, like he, he's got like a bed in the car and uh, we've got, he comes everywhere with me and we've just got this routine. It's like, he jumps in the truck, he gets in the fucking bed and then yeah. that's it. I don't have to deal with like this dog in the car yeah. and he just wouldn't get in his bed. And I was just like, and I, I was frustrated. I was flustered and I was having a shit day. And I was like, get in your fucking bed. Like lost it. He's all scared. Like what the fuck are you yelling at me for? <laughs> and dude, I just went to Bunnings and I had like all these drill bits and shit in the fucking bed. Yeah. And I was just like, you fucking piece of shit. Like, yeah. are you serious right now? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, yeah. It's like, might be life lessons 101, but I don't want to make out like I'm some fucking perfect dude that, that can, you know, apply that mm. shit constantly because it's just not the case. Yeah. But I think that's the that's the key to it all is is just to like with anything else, it's the same thing about um, fitness, about like any. If you want to learn a new language, you want to learn how to ride a bike or any do anything in life, it's that constant improvement. As as soon as yeah. you you give up on that, I think that's when you when you fall flat in your face because and and having the humility to admit, like I said. This, with the with the podcasting or anything the photography whatever um as soon as you start thinking you're the best at it or uh, there's no one that's going to do this better than you or whatever then i think then you've really lost the battle and um it's yeah. anything that you do and it's choosing your battles and like i said i want to get my fitness better so hey, what do you have to do to get your fitness better is you have to train find something that you get active burn calories um 
I want to stop like not having energy through the day. Okay, now stop eating like a fucking moron and, and, and start actually putting good stuff in your body and then constantly approve, improving on mm. your diet and that. Because you can't go one day and switch off and say, hey, tomorrow I'm going to be um, a Jay uh, and, and be the one of the best podcast hosts. It's being doing that progress. It's like if I go and look at one of the first photos that I took and and, and the photos that I'm yeah. taking now, you can see that improvement. I'm not the best at it, but what I took here was a lot of shit and what I'm doing here is a hell of a lot better than what I did here. But it, it's only the constant improvement. And if you constantly, let's say, do that, this podcast is going to be good, but the one after this might be even better. And the one after that in 50 after that would be like a lot better than this one. Then I'll tend to want to reinvite you and you'll say, who the hell is this guy? Because this is a hell of a lot better podcast. Yeah, I think like that's just where the juice is, man. Like the juice is in like, I, I always I said it like years ago like I've kind of always had these little like kind of you know mantras or whatever that I've kind of thought about and it's like the the road is the destination mm. there's no like what you think is a goal like all right so let's say it's like my goal is to have a podcast that has 50,000 downloads on an episode yeah. it's like you get as soon as you're even within like a sniff of that, like let's say you've got like 45,000, you're already, you've already mentally adjusted the goalposts. Like 50, if you, when you know that like 50 is possible, you don't need, we, we mentally don't wait until we hit 50,000 and then there's this joy that happens. We're like, yeah. wow, 50,000 downloads. What fuck? That's amazing. Yeah. We already like, because it's this gradual thing, if it's like you do one that has 50 and then one that has 50,000, you might have that, you know, cause you'd be like, fuck, how did that happen? Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's, it doesn't really work like that. Yeah. So you, you like slowly start to see this growth and then yeah. you like, we expand, like expand on that in our own minds. So it's like, yeah, this episode 38, it's 45,000 downloads. So like the 50 is meaningless now because yeah. you know, it's possible. You shift the goalposts. Definitely. And then you shift the goalposts again and again and again. It's natural. It's like this natural thing. So you actually never hit your goals. You never, there is no, there is no end. Like it's, it's this constant, it's like this mirage. And if, if, if your happiness is tied to that, that mirage, that number, that whatever it is, you, you're never going to quite get there. Yeah. You'll see it and you'll know that it's possible but you're never going to get there. And I think that when you can shift to just like the, the road that you're walking is the destination. Like that is the goal. Then all your fucking life has to be to be happy is like, I just need to stay on the road. So it's like, if the podcast is that road for you and it's like, you kind of deviate a little bit and you're like, oh, I haven't posted an episode in a couple of weeks, just get back on the fucking road. Yeah. Then you're, that's the, that's the place and then like you said naturally the progression will take care of itself it's like the road of photography that you've been on like the first photo that you ever posted was probably dog shit and mine was fucking definitely dog shit <laughs> but it's like you know you just are constantly you just stay on that road progression is a result of staying you know staying the course and i just see and I've seen it with people with like money and shit like that, where they just like, they, 
they will make a certain amount of money and it's like, they're not any happier the day or like, you know, followers, like people be like, Oh, we're going to get 10,000 followers and get a swipe up thing. And it's like, it's, it'll be sick. And, and i I actually thought that I was like, fuck when I get 10,000 followers and then I can do swipe up. It's like, people don't really click the fucking links that much. Like it looks cool, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's not making like this, world of, of difference you know like what does make the difference is you just get up and you mm. do the fucking podcast you make the con just staying on the road like the the road is the fucking destination and it's as soon as you can and it's like it's easy to um there's a thing between like there's a there's a definitely a big difference between like knowing and believing and i would say this the first fucking time i ever like really believed this statement was like whole shots so i could do practice starts and i was like a really good at fucking practice starts but then i'd go to the race and i just never got a fucking whole shot <laughs> and it was like i knew how to get a whole shot but i didn't believe i could and there was this very fucking big difference between it so like i think that the the one of the ways to be like a real effective human is that like once you know something you have to turn that no into a belief mm. and that that belief then becomes like this un like you can't, it's like, yeah, the, when I said, like I said, the word free, you can't unhear that now. Mm. It's like, if, if you, you find something and you think about it and you're like, let's say the, you know, the, the road is the fucking goal. Yeah. It's like, okay, think about that now go, you know, go away. Think, can you find any holes in that theory? Think about it for as long as you fucking need to. But, and once you get to a point where you're like, no, this makes sense, never go back on that ever, you know? Yeah. And it's like, there's a, it's um, funny. I've got a friend, she sent me like a, a package and um, she's like, oh, do you want me to tell you what's in it? And I'm like, no. She's like, how do you, how? Like if someone offered me to tell what was in my package before I got it, I'm going to say yes. And I'm like, well, I've thought about it. And I'm like, would the satisfaction of like knowing what's in this package now, would that give me the same satisfaction as waiting to open it and, you know, getting a surprise? No, getting the surprise would be better. That's all I need. Yeah. Like, you know, so once you think about something and you just stick to it, it's fucking that yeah. believe in it. Like there's, there's a power in that. Like, if you if you've done the the thinking about it and you've pulled it apart a fucking trillion different ways and you get the same result at every time then you have no reason to go back on that ever unless you've been presented with new information yeah. and it's like there you know there is there is shit where you know i'm i feel like I just don't go back on there's some stuff where it's like once I know i just i never go back mm. and I think that you know that the concepts of like free will and how that can help you be compassionate. I'll never go back on that until somebody changes my mind. I've thought about that so fucking much. And, you know, in terms of what I was saying about like, um, you know, when I open up my eyes, this is the world, this is my world. And it's like, I, I need to, you know, treat these people like they are in my world. I'm not separate until somebody proved like, gives me information like i want to do my best to just like i believe that and live my life like that and i think that i think that some of the fuckery that goes on with people in general is that they um they're constantly going back and forth on things it's like oh i know i should eat right but 
I just, oh, I can't like, I can't like this. It's like, well, you know it, mm. believe it. Like, do you believe, do you, do you know it? Do you not like what extra information that do you need? Like there's got to be a point where you boil yeah. something down to the point where like, this just is what it is now. And I think that, you know, it sort of eliminates a lot of choice, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it makes shit easier on that front. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely something that I've, I really, really try to, to like just constantly stick with. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's the key to it all is to fall in love with the process instead of um, that, that goals and that. Because as soon as you land that goal, then like you said, you mentally have already moved the goalpost even before that and before you've yeah. achieved that little goal. Um, and, and I see it with everything in, in my life. And now I'm just... You, you don't worry about those little small things. As soon as you get those little dopamine hits of, okay, this worked out, this worked out. Okay. Mm-hmm. I found this on the journey. It's like being in a, in a video game, you, you walk on this road and you just focus on that task ahead. Um, this, uh, the one, um, guy that I work with actually fast house, the guy that, uh, well, the imports, uh, fast house South Africa. Um, he, we were talking about, um, lockdown restrictions and they were going to bring back the, the lockdown and the curfew and whatever. And he said the most profound thing ever. He said, dance to the song that's playing at the moment. Uh, don't worry mm-hmm. about what's the next song in the queue. Just dance to the song that's playing now. And I thought, that's such a profound statement because that's his mm-hmm. whole life. He says, okay, well, let's take it one, like whatever's happening now. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. But let's focus on now and sort out now. And then you be present in that. Let's same with this. Now I'm not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon or anything else. Be focused on the song that's playing now and then just go from, go on from there. And then I think it's, you'll be a lot happier. And the cool thing is you'll be, more present in in that moment and enjoy that moment instead of keep on you know what um i know friday this is going to happen and i'm so excited for friday and then the whole week you're actually bummed out because it's not friday and then friday comes it's like ah but it wasn't actually that great and now it's monday again and you're waiting for friday again it's 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 a constant loop that you get stuck in when instead of you look at you when you open your eyes this is your world make sure that you do that good and be present in that moment and just focus on being good and, and, and compassionate in that moment. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. No, dude. Well, dude, well, so I'm checking this out because I, I couldn't believe that it, we, we're going on for this time. And I think that's when, you know, you've had an awesome conversation and dude, first of all, just thanks. Thanks for first, just being the dude that you are and you've, you like, you've inspired myself and I don't know how countless other people, um, just by being yourself. And um, if, if you're setting the example for so many other people to be successful and just your attitude about that, I, like I said, it, it's, it's insane. And um, I wanted to thank you for taking the time out of your morning and um, being on the podcast. And yeah, um, uh, hopefully when one day when, when I do come down to the Gold Coast, I'm definitely going to pull in there and, and, yeah, and say hi. and. <laughs> Yeah, 100%, man. You're always, always welcome. There'll always be a seat there for you. And, and yeah, if you can't get down here, maybe we'll uh, do this again in uh, 12 months or something, see where we're both at. It'll probably be, probably be a little bit of a different point, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Like I said, the stuff that we busy, well, I'm busy setting in motion now. Hopefully, like I said, we'll, we'll 
we'll we'll we'll get it get have a proper studio and everything like that in place uh, and dude um you're like anytime when you're in south africa come through in south africa i'll make sure to have a place for you to come and crash and um i'll yeah well if you if you're planning to come through to south africa let me know and then we can we can make something cool happen over here dude i'd love to man like me and uh me and sammy are, are gonna try and put together like a bit of a uh moto travel sort of thing um here soon so we're sort of working on it internally and i was at the moment but hopefully when covid sort of fucks yeah. off we can uh, <laughs> yeah do do a little bit of moto travel and i've never been to south africa it's somewhere i've always wanted to go so i would yeah. uh, absolutely love to come and hang definitely dude no we'll take you everywhere we'll take you to the kruger park and we'll take you down to cape town to go and see table mountain we'll just yeah we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a blast i'll take all fucking two weeks and just say fuck it let's let's do the gypsy thing <laughs> yeah, yeah that's it oh, that's awesome thanks so much again for having me man i really appreciate it and no, sorry it took so long but i'm, I'm no, pumped. I feel it, like that. it's it all happens in a time that it, that it should i think it's it was a perfect timing and 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 like i said i'm personally in a lot better space as well so yeah i think it, it all happens and it, the delay was just for a reason so it's perfect dude don't worry about it fuck yeah dude i appreciate it cool man well enjoy your day um yeah um it's now wait let's see uh yeah it's 10 to 10 to well 5 to 1 now so i'm gonna go fuck. crash and uh <laughs> crash and catch some catch some sleep and then tomorrow morning i'll edit everything and it, this podcast then should be live within 24 hours so i'll start editing everything cool. tomorrow and then i'll i'll send you a link when as soon as it's as soon as it's up but before we end if you can just give a shout out to like wherever people can find um find you online and if they want to tune into the podcast where can they get it um, yeah, so just uh, Gypsy Tales on YouTube, uh, if you type that in, um, and the uh, podcast, like wherever you listen to podcasts, and then at Gypsy Tales Podcast on Instagram, and then my Instagram is just at Jace McAlpine. So awesome, dude! No, thanks very much, come, dude. Come join the come join the Gypsy Gang of That's degenerate. A- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I say once you click subscribe on the on, and follow on the Gypsy Gypsy Tales any platform you hook to you part of the part of the Gypsy gang. Yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate it, dude. Eh? Cool, man. Thanks, East man. Cheers, man. What an amazing podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And thanks, Jace. Thanks for taking the time out of your day, taking time out of your morning to come on the Disruptive Intent podcast. Um, We've been trying to plan this for so long and I'm so glad that it happened because there's so many life lessons. I think we could write a book about all the lessons that we that that he gave us on on the podcast. And um, if you guys would like the podcast, please give it a like, follow. If you liked um, like Jason, um, he is an amazing guy. So go and give him a follow. Uh, follow him on, on on Instagram, on YouTube, on um, whatever your favorite pod uh, um, podcasting platform is that you listen to this podcast. Go and give him a follow on just type in gypsy tales if you can't find it i'll leave links in the description in the show notes to uh, wherever you can find him on social media and on the podcasting platform so once again thanks for listening big shout out to our sponsor bfit for for helping me and making this podcast happen and um yeah tune in for the next one guys see you